0: This is a show about content marketing for established, sophisticated online businesses. Unlike other shows about marketing, we focus on sustainable, measurable content creation. How to authentically automate your marketing to build up your know, like, and trust factor with a nurtured, engaged audience between launches and get back to actually living your life instead of working to live. Hey, hey, friends. We're going to be continuing on our Shiny Happy Tactics series right now, and we're going to be talking about omni-channel SEO. If that is a topic that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you or you're not sure what it is, don't worry. We're going to be defining it very simply. And not just simply in technical terms, simply for the average person just trying to make their business work and marketing in a way that feels good to them. Okay? So we're good there. That said... The Shiny Happy Tactics series is all about debunking what some people say you have to do to make your business work. And the idea that we're debunking in this particular episode is slapping up a brochure-style five-page website that may as well have just been printed on a three-fold panel and like stuck in someone's mailbox and calling it a day and thinking that that's going to make your business open up and work. We can do better. And in today's very modern age, you have to see and connect with someone a whole bunch of times before that trust process even starts to begin. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our guest today is Lauren Wood. She is a website expert and certified master marketer. She specializes in getting her clients seen and noticed online. Before we hop into this topic, though, I want to let you know I am doing a workshop in my business this coming Thursday, March 30th, if you are listening to this episode in real time, at least, or close to the release date. And the workshop's all about brainstorming topics for your content, specifically what kind of topics are going to build that trust process and move your audience through the buyer's journey until you can't help become the thing that they have to work with. If you want more information on that, just go to brittanygardner.com forward slash workshop. All right, Lauren, welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. No, thanks for having me. I'm actually interested in this conversation. I know offline, we've already kind of said that SEO technical people are kind of scary sometimes. I'm always far more interested in talking about making your content work for your current business and your current life. So, you know, how can you boost up your SEO a little bit in little areas? So I'm, I'm excited to see where this conversation goes from a selfish point of view, because I feel like I can always learn a little bit more and get a little bit better and then turn around, obviously, and help my clients in that way. But I'm also kind of excited to see where this goes because it's been a while since I've had a website designer on the show. So why don't you just kind of start off by giving us a a brief history of view?
1: Yeah, um, so I actually started my business in the the time of COVID. I've seen people call Patricia recently, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> like, okay, um, and so navigating my way into web design, which I just love. It's like constantly learning more um, about things. And so my focus with my clients when I give them web de- web designs is not like, here's your beautiful website. Like, now what? It's like, okay, how do I drive traffic to my website, and how do I get myself noticed? And so that is where um, I just wanted to have this conversation about what is. Ed- SEO. It's not just the blog on our site.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I really appreciate what you said that you don't want to just give your people a pretty website. And I I feel the same about a lot of things. I feel like that's that's such a disservice to someone who thinks they're going to get this website and business is magically going to open up to them and everything's going to get easier. And there's so many other things that go into it. How are we directing traffic to the website, for example?
1: Yeah, that's the big specific there. So the one thing that I love to do with my clients is have some kind of marketing call after we've launched the site that talks about like, okay, what are the different ways that you're going to get traffic to your site? And what does that look like for you? And where's the place that you're most comfortable? And let's start there.
0: So that's actually a really good point. Like where's the place that you're most comfortable and let's start there. So if I were a you know, newer or, or, or maybe, maybe not even a newer business, but someone who's taking like a new tack to that business, right? What does that mean? Is it like, oh, I hang out here a lot so I could do that? intentionally?
1: Yeah, that would be my recommendation um, is that you, you look at that place that you like being, you know, is that you, sending an email to your list? Is that, you know, posting on Instagram or maybe it is writing blog content or for a lot of people now it's um, doing YouTube videos or even a lot of people have like a Facebook group and they like serve a lot in that Facebook group, but they don't think about how then they can turn that content into serve them in all areas in including driving traffic to their website.
0: I think that's a really good point. I'm like the person who would probably kick and die screaming before I had created a Facebook group, so I'm not that that person. But I think it bears a good point, which is if you're serving a lot in one place, but it's gate kept, you know, for the people who are in that group, right? How can you take the work that you've already done? and put it into an effective situation outside of that Facebook group. Or or same thing for an email list, honestly, for that matter. Maybe you're writing really good emails, but it's currently only serving your current audience. So how could you move that to be serving a wider net?
1: Right. Yeah. And so like keeping that thought in mind of like, you don't want to give away too much for free. And then this whole idea of marketing too, of like, people need to see things so many number of times before it really resonates with them. And so putting it in a different place, but just like being able to repurpose it. So you have that one place where the big bulk of the content comes from, and then you figure out, okay, like what's a way that I can take the same idea, the same concept I've already thought, taken the time to thought think through all these ideas and come up with great content. Then And how do I take it and put it in another place and then also make it search worthy? So
0: I'm right on the same line with you. That's what I do with my clients and everything. But one of the things that you and I had had kind of mentioned before getting on this call, of course, was the idea of omni-channel SEO. And as a term, I'm not going to say it's something I've never heard before, but it was more or less unfamiliar to me. So I'd love if you could just share with our audience what that means to, to your average business person who's maybe not in the web design or content, you know, world.
1: Right, so I mean, YouTube is like the first and biggest example, and then off of that, I would say TikTok. Are that these two platforms actually populate in Google when people are searching now? So um, you're far more likely to be, you know, served up like maybe a YouTube video um, than possibly yes, of just like a written blog post. And so when you create a piece of content, and then you think about, okay, can I go and create a video training on that in YouTube, and then. Thinking about those keywords that you're going to put in. Like, what am I going to put in the description of this? Um, Or what am I going to put in the title of this to tell Google that this is how it's helping somebody? So, when they search, like my YouTube video might come up. Same thing for TikTok. Um, The hashtags that are being used in TikTok, think of those as like your searchability pieces there, um, because those are the things that when somebody's searching, and so those need to be more like, how do I write um, an email newsletter? How do I do this? Like, those are the things that people are putting in Google. um, And then it goes across. Across to Instagram too, the hashtags that you are using, like whether if you're this is for an online entrepreneur, okay, put that in your hashtag. Because if somebody is looking for something that's going to help an online entrepreneur, and and Google and Instagram are saying that's what your content is about, then they're going to serve that up in the search results. So it's really taking advantage across all platforms and thinking about what pieces of that platform are actually searchable.
0: So that's actually a really good point. And I mean I know from, you know, Google snippets, right? You start typing in a question to Google and I'll, I'll give a personal example. I was reading a fiction novel last last week and they kept mentioning the book Wuthering Heights, which by the way, I am an avid reader like <laughs> I still have never read *Withering Heights and I really don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, but the book kept mentioning it and I was like, oh, they're really going to make a thing of this. I need to like go check what the basic plot line is. And I I actually knew like main character Heathcliff just from like, you know, being alive or whatever, but I didn't remember the basic stuff. So I, I tried to go and search for that real quick. I was like, quick and dirty summary of With- *Withering Heights. Every link that Google gave me was either a YouTube video link, which I was sitting on the couch and my husband was watching some like TV or might have been watching, you know, a barbecuing YouTube on his phone. I don't remember. But I didn't want to play a video because it was going to, you know, the noise was going to be a problem. So I was like, OK, I'll go to one of the, the blog links. They were all full on blog posts, which I know that they were being written for like SEO purposes and everything. And I was like, I just want like three basic points. Give me three sentences that does this. And it ended up being a one of those like Google snippet things, right? Like These were the three things that happened in Wuthering Heights that gave me the information. And even that wasn't super clear. I ended up just typing it into chat GPT and got a much better answer, by the way. It was a really good kind of case study and what people are actually looking for when they search for something, right? I didn't want to watch a video at the moment because of my situation, which is almost always my situation. I'm usually doing something with the kids or, or what have you. And nothing was easy. I just wanted easy information and I wanted it in two minutes so I could go back to reading the book I was reading in the first place. So I like the idea that it's showing up on TikTok and YouTube from a personal point of view, because sometimes, you know, if you're Googling how to do something, it's easier to watch someone's like see, you know, them do it. But from the writing point of view, I feel like we're kind of missing the mark on this a little bit right now. You know, everything's being written for 2,500 word posts and full Full topic, like breakdowns. And are we kind of missing the boat on helping people where they're at right now? Like, hey, I just need a quick answer.
1: Yeah. What you're, I think the good point that you're bringing up here is like a kind of goes into a little bit technical part of SEO, which is like a target persona keyword. So, like, you were searching for a very specific thing that would have solved like your very specific pain point at that moment. And so one way to like, if you're thinking about creating content for your audience is to think about like those quick answers that they want. And those things actually rank a lot higher in Google for SEO, because you know, your audience so well. So if somebody had created like that one piece of content that you were looking for, like, think of how quickly that probably could have shown up as like a blog post for you. But instead of that Google, along with like, some like curated content had to create an answer like within the snippet section for you. So I think that's such a good point that you bring up of of knowing who your audience is and how to create that content for them. So how could we do that,
0: right? We've got a good website, maybe we're even rocking, you know, a decent social channel on, you know, Instagram or or LinkedIn or what have you. How do we take the extensive knowledge that we probably have as subject matter experts and still serve our audience with good healthy content you know those you know 2000 word blog posts or those five minute long youtube videos right but also serve the person who right now they might just be looking for the quick and dirty answer and if you hook them with that quick and dirty answer they might be willing to watch more or listen to more or read more but we've got to nab them at where they are right now before they're willing to commit that level of time to us
1: Right. So that is where like you have like, okay, maybe you've created that huge piece of content, like you said that you were finding on those blog posts, but then stopping and thinking about, okay, this is my ideal audience. Like if they were looking for this quick answer, then how can I pull back on this content and just give them those quick wins and then link. So this is where like putting links inside of your YouTube channel to the full blog post or putting um, a link inside of another post to like the full expanded version of it. So this is like, again, getting back to like, you can completely repurpose that one huge piece of content to serve you in other capacities. And that, you know, that was a, that's a great example that you even brought up too. Like, because a lot of times people will just take, you know, maybe they've got the three points and they're really expanded, but they'll just pull one point out and really like focus on that one versus taking all three of them and just condensing them down and using that as a way to serve them as well.
0: I really like for my social media and uh, a few of my clients that I'm working on personally right now, uh, taking, you know, I hate saying like the juicy piece of information because <laughs> it's it's like saying that the rest of it doesn't matter. But realistically, you know, any really good, well-researched blog article from an SEO perspective is going to cover, you know, kind of beginning stuff and then the part you really want to get to and then how you can implement it or some conclusion type things So I like being able to pull out some of that juicy stuff and repurpose it as just a social media post. And then linking back to the, you know, the main piece, I think for social media, depending on which platform you're on, right? Like you can do an Instagram carousel of, you know, the three main points really easily without diving into all the intricacies. But I always wonder, and this is like probably me thinking far too deeply about this particular thing right here. But I always wonder, you know, how many people are... Being glossed over because when you just pull out like the the three arch you know points or whatever, are they really registering the depth at which you can cover each of those? So I'm always trying to find a balance. you know, I'm trying to find a balance of here's a brief rundown of this particular thing and then having a you know subtle call to action. I cover this in far more depth over here, right? And all of that. And I'm just curious how you feel about that and if you've had any any like good like case study experiments in that area.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this goes back again to like that point of like, you're not being annoying by posting the same thing in different places because of what you just mentioned. Like if I put it on Instagram and it's a very glossed over version, the highlight reel of it, okay, if somebody is like engaged enough by what I pulled out, they can join your email list. They can go to your blog. They can, um, you know, maybe you have a TikTok or you have, you just have other places that this is posted. Like you're literally not being annoying by like just recreating this content, but putting it in more depth or mentioning different things about it. And so I like, I a hundred percent agree, like taking a carousel post or even then from a carousel post, like creating like just one five second clip that's a reel that's like hits on one of those points that starts to again, drive traffic to your website because that's where everything should be going. That's where people are going to go to get that meat of that content. And whether that be that you're doing a blog post or you're getting people on an email list, like either way, that's where they're going to go and be like, okay, I want more. I want more from this person. And so that's how you're kind of creating that roadmap there. All right. So
0: shifting topics, just a wee bit here, (laughs) because I'm curious from a blog design or website design, I should really say point of view, are there specific ways you have found that showcase? That kind of transition, you know, someone saw a point, a glossed over point on social media, and now they're going to the blog for the more in depth analysis or the more point driven explanation of that topic, right? Are there any ways that people kind of miss the mark on the design of really getting people kind of into that longer format content?
1: Well, number one on your website in general, you need to be like analyzing the traffic that's coming to your site and like, where are they going? So if as you're creating blog content, you're going to start to see like, what are your most popular topics? Those 100% need to be featured like on your homepage somewhere so that you're getting people in immediately categorizing your content too. So as you start to see certain traffic coming in for certain categories of content, okay, then help people narrow that down. So like on your blog archive, where everything is housed, you want people to be able to sort really quickly so that they can get okay, maybe I'm looking for this one, but then maybe there's others that relate to it. And then within the blog post itself making sure that you're using those different text features. We're like, okay, here's the huge heading. Here's the subheadings where it's breaking down the content, drop in some images. And then again, linking back to other blog posts on your website that might give them even more of that information. Like how we mentioned, you know, if you're, if you're doing like a quick rundown in a blog post of something, but somebody wants more information on like a specific thing you mentioned, then you should have an, you could have another blog post that's going to go into more depth on that. So everything that's happening on your website should be like this roadmap of like, okay, where do I want somebody to go next? What's the next step I want them to take? And so really thinking through that process will help serve people the most.
0: Almost like you're saying people should have a really good strategy when they put their content out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, thanks for stepping into my sandbox. I like how we just kind of got there. I do agree with you. I think I have, from a critical point of view, seen quite a few social media posts where I'm like, oh, that's actually really fascinating. I want more on that. And then I click over to a website and it's not necessarily really even talking about the point that they made in the social media point. It's not like it was an expanded upon idea. It's not like we're just diving into one aspect of that topic. And then I end up hunting around on their website and like, where, "Where? where's the actual article that we're talking about? Where's the thing I really wanted to find out about? And I give up after, you know, a couple of minutes of aimless searching. And it's, I think for me, at least worse on my phone. If I'm, if I'm doing this on my phone, I can't find it quickly. I tend to tap out because it's not easy to kind of find what I'm looking for. So thanks for answering that. I appreciate you giving some feedback on, on networking, linking articles and all of that, because I feel like that's where a lot of people are dropping the ball.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then you mentioned too, like the searchability, like you think about all these different features that can go on a website and it's like, it's not always thought through of like, okay, well, why? Like everybody uses it, but like, why do I use it? Well, like, you just said like if somebody comes off of your social media and they've seen you've you've talked about this content like tell them what the name of the blog is and then if it's not all you know if it's not still featured they can at least search it and they can find it um, or like i said they can drill down by those categories like you just want to give people ease of use everything should be for that purpose yep
0: absolutely lauren this has been really great what are you looking for in the next little while like what what are you focusing on i guess is what i should say
1: Well, I am actually, I'm launching a group program start in March and um, I'm so excited about it. It is kind of following that journey that I've taken. So helping people go from freelancers or virtual assistants and are specializing. And what I'm really excited about is I'm going to help people towards the end of that program, get their website launched, whether it's just a one page website or a few pages. I'm so big on that. I think people like think of website and they think five page website. And that is absolutely not what you need when you're getting started. And so I just want to make sure that people get it done right when they join my program. So that is going to be happening in March. I'm so excited. To check out the group program, you can go to hello slash group, and there'll be details on that page. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you.
0: Thanks again to Lauren. I was so happy to have this conversation. I love talking about content with people who aren't necessarily coming at it from the same point of view that I am. And it turned out that Lauren and I ended up being very well aligned. So we didn't really have a whole lot of like contrary opinions. And I think that tells you the power of what we are talking about. Content doesn't have to exist in a vacuum or in a silo as a business person might say. It exists all around us. And the more we weave our ideas through it in various different forms, the better results we're going to get. So thank you so much to Lauren. I know that I talked with her a little bit offline after we ended our interview about her program because I was excited about it. I know a lot of people who are starting in that VA slash freelancer world are, are kind of low paid for the really good work that they do. And specializing and really diving into one area of skills is one of the ways that they can raise that income up. So I'm so excited that she is serving that segment. If that is who you are or you know people in that particular situation, I think you would do yourself a solid to go check it out. With that said, next week we have just a couple more weeks of our shiny happy tactics series to go and we'll be covering more there. See you soon. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, We're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.